Hi everyone. Well, a snap election has been called here in British Columbia and we've got 30 days left before British Columbians have to go to the polls and decide who's going to be the next premier of the province. Is it going to be John Horgan once again or will it be Andrew Wilkinson with the BC Liberal Party? We are going to provide you with a series of what we call our BC election series videos and podcasts. Uh, there'll be some commentary. We're going to bring some politicians in to talk about their platforms for their, for their writing, their views, as well as for their party. Uh, very excited to have David Eby coming in first. Uh, he'll be coming in later this week. But let me start by giving you a quick intro as to why we're having an election right now. What are the reasons? What does it mean for you? So first of all, an election has to be called at some point. There was a scheduled and fixed election date for next year, about this time next year. But there is the option, as we're now seeing, for the governing party to call an election early. And the NDP have done that. Why? Well, simply put, they think they can win now. And this is their best chance of probably doing so. But why do they think they can win? I've got a few reasons of my own. I'm going to go through those right now. Number one is the polls. Simply put, the NDP are ranking really well right now in the polls. There's been no scandals with John Horgan, and he's generally really well liked. Number two is a short timeline. This is always an advantage to the incumbent because they're typically going to call the election when they're doing well in the polls, as I've just alluded to. And with such a short timeline, it makes it very difficult for the opposing parties of both the BC Greens and the BC Liberals to get their house in order and get their campaigns going. Speaking of the BC Greens, that's another factor. Generally, a party who tends to split the vote on the left doesn't have the same strength that it did before under Andrew Weaver. Sonia Furstenau has just recently become the new leader of the party, literally just weeks ago, but they don't have the same traction as they would have in the last election in 2017. Plus, climate change right now really just isn't a top of mind topic for a lot of voters. Reason number four is the good Dr. Bonnie Henry and her counterpart, Adrian Dix. Now look, I know Bonnie Henry is not a politician and she's been very clear on that, but she's been in front of British Columbians and she's won the hearts and souls of many of these people for the last six months. And right alongside her is of course, Adrian Dix, who's a minister under John Horgan with the BC NDP. I think you'll, you can expect to see a lot more of Adrian Dix's face and commentary because he's built a lot of credibility with British Columbians. The reason we've seen Bonnie Henry so much is because of COVID. And I would say COVID is another major reason why the BC NDP think they can win this election. They're being viewed as handling the pandemic quite well compared to other provinces in the country. In addition to this, voters are typically not interested in seeing a change in government when times are very uncertain. And this is some big uncertainty. It's also the reason why I think, candidly, Donald Trump has a very high probability of winning the presidential election in a very short time. The last reason why I think the NDP are calling this election now is because of finances. They are spending money like crazy. They're spending money in things that many of us would agree with and many things that we would disagree with. But sadly, when it comes to government finances, there's a massive lag between the time the money's spent and when it actually shows up on the public books. If there was an election this time next year, by that point, there'd be an entire year's worth of spending activity through COVID that the opposition parties would be able to dive into and criticize the NDP on. But right now that's spending going on and it's not being accounted for until next year. It's kind of like giving your 16 year old teenager a credit card and then not opening statements for another six months and then finding out what happened. As of right now, the closest information that individuals and the media can get on the spending that the NDP government have had takes you up to the end of March of 2020, which of course is just when the global pandemic started hitting our economy here in BC. Now there's some other reasons as well. Look, the NDP's situation is tenuous at best. 
They have 41 seats out of 87 here in BC. The other 41 are held by the BC Liberal Party, with two held by the Green Party and two independents, as they are so-called. So it's very difficult for this NDP party to be able to move forward with any initiatives at the risk of having their government fall on, under terms that they don't find optimal. With high spending and an ongoing pandemic, the NDP currently are viewed as though they're handling things right, well right now. And what they don't want to have happen is start to see that unravel where their polling numbers go down and then they're forced to try and win an election under less optimal situation. Now calling for an election during a pandemic like this is going to be pretty unpopular. But for the NDP, this is a calculated risk. I mean, this could give the Liberals a leg to stand on. And maybe the only leg they have. I don't know. We'll find out. We're going to bring some Liberal, BC Liberal candidates and MLAs in to talk about this and see what they have to offer for voters. But the reason that this is probably the main theme that BC Liberals are going to focus on, which is calling an election during a pandemic, is for the following reasons. And they all relate to COVID. First of all, the BC Liberals cannot run on a COVID mandate because the NDP kind of own that one. But unfortunately, the Liberals also can't run on something else because all the people are thinking about these days is COVID. So it is going to be the number one topic and number one item of people's minds as they're going to the polling stations to decide which box to check. But perhaps the BC Liberals can run an election campaign on the recklessness of sending people out to polls during a pandemic when they didn't actually have to. So why are we doing this election series? Well, I think it's great for you to be able to form your own opinion by listening directly from the politicians themselves. It also gives you the chance to see how the election process works. And I know that everybody's really busy, so here's a hopefully fast and easy way for you to pay attention, because you only have 30 days. Now let me finish off by telling you a little bit of the landscape of the political arena here in our province. We have 87 seats in BC. There are 11 ridings in Vancouver itself, five in North Vancouver, nine in Burnaby, New Westminster, and Coquitlam, nine in Surrey, six in Richmond and Delta. Altogether, that makes 40 of the 87 just in what would be described as the lower mainland. Finally, there are two major parties, the BC NDP and the BC Liberals. It's important to note that the BC Liberals are more aligned along the philosophies of the Federal Conservative Party than the Federal Liberal Party. That's often very confusing for them. By contrast, the NDP are pretty much fully aligned with the federal NDP. The last party is the Green Party and they still have an influence and could A, split a vote, and B, they could still win a few seats like they had in the last term. Of course, Sonner Furstenau and Adam Olson are the two only uh, standing MLAs that represent the Green Party in the legislature today. And of course, they're vying for those seats again. Here in Vancouver, there are basically two ridings that I believe are ridings that could flip. The first one is Vancouver False Creek. This seat is currently held by Liberal and former mayor Sam Sullivan. But last election, he only won by 560 votes in 2017. The Green Party candidate had a substantial number of votes as well. And of course, this is a key riding that the NDP would love to take back. The other riding is Vancouver Langara, which is currently held by Liberal MLA Michael Lee. While it's not as close of a race as Vancouver Falls Creek, this one could still be very easily contested. Other ridings to watch for in the lower Vancouver Island area and in the lower mainlander as follows. First in the Couchin Valley, that's Sonia Firstino, the leader of the Green Party. And she's gotta be making sure she puts her effort in to retain her status as MLA for, for Couchin 
Valley. Of course, the one that I find very interesting, partly because my family lives in this area, is Oak Bay Gordon Head. And Andrew Weaver, who used to be the head of the Green Party and has stepped aside and will not be rerunning in this, in this next election. This is going to be a hotly contested riding that we'll all be paying attention to. Richmond Queensboro with Jazz Johal, who also just narrowly won his riding by just 263 votes. This is another riding that you definitely want to pay attention to. He's of course with the BC Liberal Party and we'll be trying to keep that seat. And of course the spoiler seat in the last election was the one for West Vancouver Sea to Sky. Jordan Sturdy, also a BC Liberal, managed to kind of, as I do use the sports analogy, split the D by seeing half of the voters vote in favor of the NDP, half in the favor of the Greens, which split that vote and allowed Jordan to come through and win that riding. So there you have it, folks. It's gonna be an exciting 30 days. We're gonna try and bring in as many guests as we can. We hope you enjoy it. If you have any particular people you'd like to see, let us know. David Eby, thanks for being a volunteer to be one of our first guests on. We look forward to seeing you soon.